The Ewan Grant Podcast, the Limestone Coast Triple M. It's the Lobster Coast 90.5 Triple M. If you've been out and about over the school holidays exploring the Limestone Coast and specifically exploring our coast in the Grant District Council area, you might have noticed that there are some pretty cool artworks around and they have been designed by kids from Allendale East. Kylie Boston knows all about what's going on. Kylie, good morning. Good morning, Ewan. How are you? Yeah, good. Kylie, take us through how you got a whole heap of kids to design some artworks for the council. Oh, well, it was actually led by the um, by the Allendale East Area School. So, um, so they had a fantastic um, project that they were um, in um, involved uh, with um, called the Oceans Community Contribute uh, Contribution. I can't even say it project. <laughs> um, and along with their um, one of their uh, teachers there, Belinda Tilly, and those kids have just done a fabulous job. So, like you said, if anyone's been out and about in the school holidays, it's um, worth going to the boat ramps. Um, at Port Mac and um, and um, and down at Blackfellas Caves as well um, because they just look um, they just look fabulous so um, so yeah so it was their environmental leaders within their school decided they wanted to do something and they felt really good about this um, and that's how the project came about so they approached us about trying to get some of the um, some of the outwork out and about and we were about to revamp uh, what was happening at the uh, boat ramp so we thought that was a fabulous um, collaboration of um, of uh, getting that together um, for for us to um, be able to display their artwork plus also make it really useful um, uh, with um, with um, uh, with information about using the boat ramp as well Nick Kylie have the kids seen the artwork up and what do they think uh, they have we went down there last week um, just they, they we snuck them out of school for a uh, for an hour and I think they scored an ice cream so they were pretty happy about that <laughs> um, and uh, yeah and they were wrapped because often when they just see the artwork um, like just on you know A2 a or A3 pieces of paper um, it uh, it never looks as um, it never looks as good as uh, what you uh, what you think it's uh, think it's going to look like when you see it on a big sign um, and it's just fabulous one of them is um, one of them is the uh, kids uh, little it was the, little, uh, the year one two class and uh, they did some with their uh, painted uh, uh, footprints across the beach, and uh, with the message about please be, please have this as the only thing that you leave behind, um, it being your footprints. Um, and it's just amazing and very clever, and some really great messages that we should all take heed of. Kylie, great story, loved hearing about it. Thanks for joining us this morning. No worries, thanks, Ewan. 90.5 Triple M. There has been some really cool stuff going on with the Country Fire Service here in South Australia, especially in our very own region. Damon joins me on the line for the details. Damon, g'day. Good morning, Gillen. How are you? You're good. Now, Damon, you guys have had some trainees that are doing some really cool things at the moment. Yeah, we've had um, three cadets from down here um, within the region that have been were selected to represent the state as part of two teams that we sent up to New South Wales to compete in the National Cadet Championships. So what were they doing up in New South Wales? Um, it's, it's a championship event. So they were competing in a number of different fire-related drills, you know, hose drills, using knapsacks, racos, and a few other various skills on top of it, like orienteering and such. And how did they go? That's a big question. Um, really well. Um they were up against it in a sense. A lot of the other teams competing were from brigades within New South Wales. So a lot of these guys up there work and train with each other all the time. But our cadets only met each other a number of them three days before the event. So out of 
21 teams that competed, one of the teams came in 10th and the other one came in 13th, which is, is it, considering they only met each other a couple of days before the event, it was a brilliant effort. Now, Damon, I've got to ask, what's it like being a cadet with the Country Fire Service? Oh, yeah, it's great. You know, we provide, there's that many opportunities for them to learn not just fire-related skills, but with our program we run down here, you know, what other skills we can teach them, whether it be leadership, team building, um, general life skills or anything like that. It's a great opportunity just to meet new people, get involved in the community and learn some great skills along the way. Damon, how can kids get involved with the cadet program? Um, probably the easiest way is if they contact our regional office on um, 87627100, um, have a chat with us and we'll put them in touch with their closest cadet brigade. Damon, we're leading into what is going to be a, a very hot fire season. Uh, lots of people are very worried about it. At the moment, you guys have got some people that are up in uh, the Northern Territory. What's going on up there? Yeah, so we've had um, a number of volunteers and staff from down here that have recently come back from up in the Northern Territory. Um, these guys that have gone up have done an amazing effort. They've basically given up a week of their life to go up and... Um, help our northern neighbours deal with the fires up there in very different situations to what we normally face down here. And Damon, what are we looking like sort of fire danger season-wise here for the Limestone Coast? How's it looking? Yeah, well, as you said, it, the predictions are it's going to be a warm summer, so we're, we're probably looking um, at what we classify as a, an average summer. We are expecting some fires. You know, last year we had that mild season, so it was fairly quiet. Um, so it's yeah, we are expecting, you know, the, the weather says that there's opportunities there for fires to occur this year. So it's asking the people and the communities to make sure that they've got their properties prepared and everything like that to help us out as much as they can. Damon, we'll catch up over the course of the next couple of weeks. We'll talk about the fire season because we do need to be prepared for it. Uh, congratulations to the cadets. Thanks for joining us this morning, mate. Not a problem, mate. Have a good day. 90.5 Triple M. Time to find out what's keeping the police busy across the Limestone Coast. Dan, good morning. Good morning, Ewan. How are you? Yeah, good, Dan. I cannot believe it, but we're still talking about tool theft and vehicle security, mate. We are, mate. Okay, so um, here in the Limestone Coast, we're continuing to see tool thefts and interference with vehicles. So the thefts are sometimes occurring from a situation where tools are left in vehicles and the vehicles are insecure. Um, now, it's important for all items of value to be removed from vehicles and secured out of view. Um, when I say items of value, it includes tools, electronics, devices, wallets, purses, cash, and anything else that might be um, important documents which may expose a person's details or particulars. Um, vehicles and trailers are being targeted with theft um, and the actual vehicle or trailer itself in cases have been stolen as well. So we're wanting to remind people to lock your vehicle, use tow ball locks to secure trailers to a permanent fi uh, fixture, um, removing keys from vehicles is very important um, and if you're having storage boxes or bikes or canoes or any camping gear attached to your vehicle, it's, it's um, important to make sure they're secured or removed overnight. Simple acts of prevention which do not you know, take much time or cost, um, they can minimise the risk and remove any opportunity um, which is also preventing victimisation. Now Dan, other things to talk about, scams across the Limestone Coast. Um, there are people who have uh, who have been dudded out of an awful lot of cash. Absolutely, mate. So according to um, recent statistics from the Australian uh, Competition and Consumer Commission, just as of May 2023, Australians have lost more than $248 million 
dollars to scams, um, with majority loss to investment scams. In most cases, these are te- um, technological devices which are used um, through the internet, emails, text messaging, phone, and recently social um, social me- um, sorry social media and networking. Um, anyone can fall victim to a scam. Um, scammers generally target people from all backgrounds, ages, and incomes across Australia. So, being alert to the fact that scams exist is a start. And recognising if something looks like it's too good to be true, it probably is. Um, if you're receiving suspicious texts or pop-up windows, then deleting them. Um, speaking to family about um, an opportunity that has come up, it also may uh, raise awareness and they may be able to have some input and say, hey, this doesn't feel right or sound right, and um, hopefully we can report that. Um, so keeping personal details secure, not sharing them or allowing any form of remote access to your devices. Um, remote access requests are fraught with danger. It allows viruses and access to personal details and passwords. Um, so on passwords, making sure we're uh, keeping them secure, that only we are knowing them, and not actually storing them on your computer um, is a big thing as well. <clears throat> um, pretty much from there, mate, um, we're just wanting people to be aware that we have a lot of information on the police website at www.police.sa. .gov.au um, under the scams, cybercrime and cyberbullying um, section there. Now, Dan, one of the other things that we need to talk about, there have been some people doing the wrong thing in the Limestone Coast and they have been nabbed by you guys. They have, mate. So in the evening of Wednesday, the 11th of October, a Mount Gambier man was driving with his family when he was detected driving with a blood alcohol concentration of 0178 Subsequently reported for drink driving, he was issued a 12-month loss of licence and had his vehicle impounded for 28 days. And shortly after, a male from Victoria was detected driving with a blood alcohol concentration of 0.093 while visiting Narra Court. He also received a summons to appear in court at a later date and a six-month loss of licence. You and the state's road toll now sits at 91 following a fatal in Maitland on Saturday 14th of October. The facts are clear. Drink driving is one of the five main contributors to trauma on SA roads. While the consequences that I've just discussed might seem harsh to some, you know, losing your licence, losing your vehicle for 28 days, the reality is that the impacts felt by fatals far-reaching in the wider community and actually last forever. You know, we all must be playing our part in the road safety sphere. Dan... We are going to catch up next week. Hopefully we have better news from policing around the Limestone Coast. As always, thanks for joining us though this morning. Thank you, mate. You have a great week. 90.5 Triple M, round two, baseball action. It was on the weekend out at the Blue Lake Sports Park. Travis has all the details of what went on. Travis, g'day. How you going? You're good. Travis, take us through round two of baseball in the Limestone Coast. Yeah, so we had round two at Blue Day Sports Park with Division One um, Centrals 15 defeating South 2. Um, then we had the game two on Saturday, which was Federals 19 defeated Tigers 6. In our Division Two, we had South 7 defeated Federals 5. And we had Millicent 1 lost to Centrals 11. In the Division 3, we had Central's 11 defeated Central Magpies 7. We had the Millicent 8 lost to Narracourt 11. And then South 14 defeated Tigers 12. The Big League, Central's 13 defeated South 2. 
And due to players shortening, the Tigers Petrels game has been rescheduled through midweek, so that hasn't played yet. Mm. Um, the Junior League Tigers eleven defeated South ten, and Centrals eleven defeated South two, and then the Little League was Centrals fifteen defeated Federals three, and Minor League was Federals seven lost to Centrals ten, and that was round two of baseball. Now, Travis, how how is the season shaping up so far? I know we're only into round two, but how are the teams looking? Uh, the teams are looking good. Uh, obviously, school holidays is over, so we're getting juniors back. So obviously, the the kids are going to get um, their full strengths back. But the Division One comp, um, there's a couple of teams there. They're obviously are playing a lot of young kids. Like South, South have a a, a young team, and obviously Tigers are Tigers have lost a couple of senior players, and then it's a bit undermanned. But um, everything everything else is pretty close. Hey, Travis, we're going to catch up next week. We're going to talk about round three. Thanks for joining us this morning, mate. Thank you.